Howdy, everybody. Welcome to the Brother Sister Show, a family-owned and operated podcast where two siblings keep in touch by talking about movies. This week, we're talking about Osmosis Jones, which is Anthony's pick. But before we get to that, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm uh, chilling, getting ready for work. So that starts tomorrow. Ooh, are you nervous? A little, just because I'll be working. Like last summer, I worked with two other interns on a project. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had people to fall back on, but this time it's just me. Dang, solo. Right in solo. But other than that, I've just been chilling. Um, Birthday's coming up. A week from today. The big one eight. Days. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Double digits, finally. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. It's happening. I keep skipping. Uh, I keep mentally skipping over it. Like, I'll tell Sebastian, like, oh, we have, because we're going to San Antonio on the 29th. Right. And so I'm like, oh, we're going to go. I, I, like, mentioned something about it, and he's like, it's not, like, we're not going next weekend. It's the weekend after that. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I keep doing that. <laughs> Yeah, I keep on forgetting too, but it's weird to have a we'll birthday see. during. Oh, you're one of those that had two during a pandemic. Yeah, I guess this one's a little different though because you're vaxxed. Vaxxed, waxed. Yeah, it'll be exciting. I don't know. You don't sound know. excited. I can gamble now. <laughs> Super. I'm thrilled. Well, uh, well, I feel already like I'm getting old couple of weird things have happened um okay. just with my brain it's just been real fuzzy mm-hmm. the weirdest thing is uh i was making breakfast the other day <laughs> yeah and uh i make my eggs scrambled so i just crack it oh you crack it, it in directly into the pan i put it on uh, yeah i put it in the pan and mm. then i so i cracked one egg mm-hmm. and i was like i'm, I'm gonna get two so I cracked another and I guess I was just on autopilot mm-hmm. and I cracked the second one straight into the trash can. As you do, just, you knew it was bad. I don't know. It was really weird. I just, I felt like an alien who was intimidating what a human <laughs> would do. Intimidating? Or imitating. Imitating. Jesus, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Something's happening. <sighs> so that, that happened. That's 21 right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that's exactly Almost what 21. happens. And then you start making noise when you get out from a seat. Yeah, the the groan. Yeah. Or like the sigh of relief when you s- sit down. Yes. That, it gets that's more like, intense every year where you're like... <gasps> you're like, you're uh, crying. Uh, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Thank the Lord. There you go. That's it. There's Just I. throwing away good eggs. <laughs> Wild. I Yeah, I do shit like that where I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Well, that's all I got. I have nothing else. Oh, well, I went to the movies. Yeah? What'd you see? Spiral. The the jigsaw one, right? Yeah, from the book of Saw. <laughs> I didn't I thought that people seems... were joking when they said that, but that's legitimately the subtitle. Is Spiral oh. from the Book of Saw. And are you sure you want to mention that on the podcast? I can cut I mean, it out. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was talking to my therapist about this where I was like, I want to go to the movies because I can now, but it's like still feel the weird guilt thing. But also I want to go. Part of me is like, I need to make it a good one. Do you hear that? Is right. That, 
you doing? Um, yeah, part of me is like, I want to make it a good movie, right? But uh, then when we got to the weekend, Sebastian and I were like, fuck it, let's just go. I just needed to go. Let's go see Spiral. Yeah, well, I just told him, I don't care what it is. I know that I wanted to go with Sebastian, and I knew that I wanted to see a movie at the Draft House. Those are the only oh, two things that I... House. Yeah, exactly. And oh, I don't have the paper with me, but it the experience itself obviously amazing um it felt like no time had passed yet all the time in the world like i think that was i think this is the longest i've ever been without going to a movie um not to be dramatic or anything but (laughs) we it's weird now i don't know if you've ever even tried to do it but we bought our tickets online obviously and they let you at the draft house because you i mean i'm assuming people are familiar Ari can you please stop I'm assuming people are familiar but um hold up I have to get him out of here you're good come on let's go all right I can keep that in (laughs) um but I'm assuming people know that at the draft house you can buy food but this time or like I guess during this time and they've kept it but you can order the food beforehand and so we ordered Ooh. it beforehand and they said that they would just like send it out whenever we get there. And so we got there and they had like I thought they just had a paper menu on there, but they had a menu, like two different kinds of menus, with like the drink one and then the food one. And then they printed out like ex- instructions for, you know, have your mask on at all times unless you're eating or drinking. And then they had my name on there. They said, welcome, Livia Trevino. And then they had my order. They had like our drinks that we had um like and they had like i said first and then the drinks and then second popcorn third and then i had our meals so they printed out basically all of our courses and then when we got there they were still come up to you like you don't have to do that i think it's just if you want to but they came up to us and asked if we needed anything and we were still able to i think we had we put like sebastian's card um, so that if we did want to order something else, then we could just do it and we wouldn't have to worry about, you know, paying or whatever. Right. That's um, cool. Yeah. So it was just a, a seamless experience. That's awesome. And it was just really cool that they went through and they put that paper on there. So we knew I told Sebastian, like if somebody tried to take our seats then I would say, I could literally say our seats, like my name is on That's- the seat. <laughs> That's awesome. They're, that they're stepping cool. up their game. Yeah, I told him I I think they're doing this for COVID purposes, but I kind of I wish I hope that they keep it like that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. But the only bad thing I think on their part is that I could see how much money we spent before we got there. And I even mm-hmm. like we kind of went crazy because it was the first time. And so it the bill was insane. And then so we took off some stuff. But then when we got there, Ouch. we were just like, whatever. And we just ordered whatever we wanted. It's first, first time in a year. Yeah, tr- we were like, let's treat ourselves. You know what, Sebastian? You can get that lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> treat, treat yourself. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. And so that, and then we're gonna go. We're going crazy. We're gonna go again today, but not to the no draft house. We're gonna see? go to the Cinemark. We're gonna see some oh, some anime movie. I think it's for an anime called oh, Dragon Slayer. Demon Slayer. Oh, Demon Slayer. Yeah, there's like a Dragon movie um, that Sebastian yeah, wanted I've to see. Yeah, heard a lot about it. Yeah, so we're going to go. Um, the Cinemark, too. So we I bought it on my Cinemark app. This is not an ad. But, um, oh God, I, I wish it was, though. I wish they were paying me to say this. Make it happen, Cinemark. Mr. Cinemark. 
if they don't pay us, then just bleep it out. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) anyway, so we, I bought the tickets and then they also gave me the option to order stuff through the app. And they said if when that it would be there when we got there. But I told Sebastian, like, no, I need, I want to buy it. Like, I want to go to the stand and buy stuff. Uh, yeah. The experience. Yeah. I just, I don't know. And I also don't know what I want. So it felt very overwhelming to be like, right. what, knowing exactly what I wanted, especially because it's not going to be till nine. We're recording on a Sunday at four. We still have five hours. So <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to know what I want right, right. now. I think I'm going to wait until the green night comes out. When is, isn't that the summer? I thought I thought it was the twenty eighth of of May. Oh, okay. I could be very wrong, I but I, I thought that's I a quiet place. Oh, honestly, Anthony, so if sad. I were you, oh, July thirtieth. Oh, <laughs> never mind. I, can't I was going to say, long. if I were you, just go. It it felt so nice. It was so nice, Dang. even if it was not that great of a movie. It it was a good cast, but hmm, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see if you watch it and what you think about it. I probably won't. Oh, and also, what did I make you watch last time? And did you watch it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Monster-in-Law. Oh, did you watch it? Yeah. <laughs> did you like it? It was okay. It's a fun movie. I mean, it was like... You know who's in it that I forgot about? I'm probably gonna watch it tonight. Adam Ooh. Scott. I forgot he's in that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a roommate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's funny in it. Uh... No comments. I don't know. It was just like a... It's a good time. Yeah, a good time. Wanda Sykes in it is very funny. Yeah. Very, very yeah. funny. Oh, I miss her. Where she is says she, like... What, what, she's being like more movies now, I feel like. When they, they're in the kitchen and they're doing the peanut gravy thing mm-hmm. and she like elbows her and she's like, you dislocated my vagina. <laughs> or something like that. that I also like when she says she looks like a damn cockatoo. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that like constantly. Okay, yeah. damn cockatoo. Yeah, just like the that guy was just clueless oh to my everything God. in that movie. Ta- he's that <laughs> guy's another- toxic. There's no way you don't know your mom's that insane. <laughs> That's hilarious. She's, she's gonna love you. No, you, you know she's not gonna fucking love her. Who knows? After this weekend, you guys might become best friends. Not even close. Yeah, wild. Um. Also, did you ever see Tenet? Or are you still avoiding it? Oh, no. I need to watch it. I might watch that after this. I also got Treat Myself. Treat Myself a little bit. I got the uh, Criterion Collection edition of the uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. So it has like a bunch what of special that? features. I don't, have anything, I don't have anything Criterion Collection. I've seen, uh, like, they're the only ones I've seen are like the Blu-rays in Barnes and Nobles. Mm. And I've been wanting this one for a while because it has like the comic that's that's cool in the, what's it called? In the movie. Mm-hmm. That one, uh, what's it, Ash has, has a bunch of like behind the scenes stuff. So I'm excited to watch that. I'm probably gonna do that and maybe Tenet after. Well, but have a good time. I will. With Tenet. God, I'm so excited to see what you think about it. I'm I'm sure you're gonna like it, annoyingly. <laughs> I might I probably might be disappointed though. Because uh, I'm I like sound. I like hearing stuff. I, I mean maybe it's just me. Truly, I thought I, I feel like he was gaslighting me for like indirectly because I just am 
I'm one of those people that you can tell me something with, with all the enunciation and all the volume in the world. And I'm still like, huh? Especially if I'm not paying attention that much. And for this movie, yeah. And so that's why I was like, I I wanted to say something to Sebastian, but I was like, I feel like it's just me. Like maybe I'm just not paying attention well enough. And so I feel right. like Christopher Nolan was just gaslighting me the whole time. He was just like, yeah, I think you should be able to hear this. Like if everybody is that's, able to hear this, what are, what are you talking about? I also still imagining to this day. I mean, I, I fully paid attention to that movie. And if you asked me what happened in it, I could not fucking tell you. I have no idea. Just- just imagining uh, the audio engineer working on it <laughs> on his computer and Nolan's just like arms crossed to the back of the room. A little quiet. <laughs> She's like, sir, um, I can't even, I, I work on this every day. I don't even know what they're saying. As if he has like a gun to his head. Yeah, like, yeah. A little quieter. <laughs> I don't want to be able to, have you seen that video of him describing how uh, Memento, the, the plot is? No on a chalkboard he's like so this is why i have to gaslight the shit out of my audience yeah exactly he's like i i know i hired a sound engineer but like fuck what they say i just want to do what i want (laughs) you know what i bet happened i bet the the guy did it like perfectly and he was like okay this is the finished touch and i I don't know how movies work but i assume he just puts it on a flash drive and then he's like here you go (laughs) and he has a courier just like run it to um uh pony express studio yeah whatever studio fucking makes their shit but anyways i imagine he did it and then he was like okay do you want to see a final cut of it and nolan's like sure um but can you leave the room real quick (laughs) (laughs) and then he leaves and he comes back and he's like so what do you think and he's like i made a few changes but you don't have to see them and he's like oh sir i mean i shouldn't he just takes out the thumb drive and he just runs That's hilarious. That's exactly how I imagine it happened. Because no audio engineer in their right mind would ever greenlight that fucking movie. I don't know. Maybe I I just don't understand it. Maybe I'm too dumb. That's also a possibility. I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll let you know next next week for sure. I'll watch it. Okay. Bye-bye next week. All right. Uh, That's it for me. Yeah, that's it. Unless about, you want to cry about John yeah. Mulaney's divorce like everybody else is doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Think, yeah that's weird. That's, Why do people care? Yeah, and because he's with Olivia Munn now, and yeah. it's like too fast, let, let the man be. He's been through a lot. <laughs> he's had a year on top of the pandemic. Let the man be. Have you seen that lady that made that web? What a fucking psycho. No, what web? I can, I mean, I, I can find it and send it to you, but she like, apparently she wanted to connect how they know each other or how they met or something. Oh. But she like made a web of like everybody they've, it, it's fucking strange. It's really weird. So like a family tree? Kind of. Oh yeah. <laughs> she basically did what we did, but she made it like how many, the most amount of degrees that you could possibly find. Cause it's insane. This web that she made. I thought, nah, I don't want to get into it. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know either. But oh, I was gonna make a joke, but it left my brain. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut to the break. A policeman white blood cell with the help of a cold pill must stop a deadly virus from destroying the human they live in in Osmosis Jones. <laughs> 
It's a hilarious synopsis. Directed by Bob and Peter Fairley. Written by Mark Hyman. <laughs> Starry- so it's really childish. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but... I didn't even... I typed it out Mark earlier. Hyman. I hope that's his name. What if that's not his What if that's not his name? <laughs> All right, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Chris Rock, and David Hyde Pierce. You absolute child. <laughs> Osmosis I'm Jones sorry. came out on August 10, 2001. Other movies that came out that same day were American Pie 2, The Others, and Session 9. Critics gave it a 6.3 on IMDb, a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 57% on Metacritic. So obviously, by the numbers, you could tell that it was robbed. <laughs> Let's just get into some... Uh, Kind of. Well, well, let's talk about um, what this made me, what this movie made me think of, and uh, it's just so funny that the entire movie is set in Bill Murray's body. It made me think <laughs> if we each had a movie, Osmosis Jones style, mm-hmm. what illness or thing you've been through would you want to be captured? I'll go first. <laughs> I have asthma. Okay. I, have asthma. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. I don't know how else to say it. I have asthma. Chronic illness alert or reveal. Not alert. <laughs> alert. Is that a chronic illness? Um I think it can be chronic. I don't know. I don't know the criteria for it becoming chronic. Like, like maybe I, it is chronic. I don't know. I have it. So, uh, I'd love a movie to happen just of an asthma attack from like what about your first up. one. My first one would be good because you guys got all really upset at me. <laughs> uh, let me let me preface that with a little background because like why well, you would did my family, ruin our day. <laughs> why would my family be upset? So that's my family. Um, <clears throat> we're coming down. We were moving from Alaska to San Antonio, and we stopped in Dallas. Well, we drove. I don't know if that's a big thing, but our yeah, we drove fucking crazy, and we drove from Anchorage, Alaska, to San Antonio, Texas. We stopped in Dallas, one of the last stops, and we went to Six Flags. And I don't know what. Well, I don't know what what I don't really remember a whole lot. All I remember is being in the hospital, Mm -hmm. and essentially. I prevented us from going to Six Flags. Well, and it also was a weird, from what I remember, um, we were supposed to go the day before and it started, we went on a couple of rides, but it started raining and it's typically they don't close parks down just for raining, but there was lightning in the distance. And I guess because a lot of the rides are, <laughs> they can get struck by lightning. So they right. um, closed down the entire park. And so we had to leave and we were only there for, I want to say we rode like maybe two or three Right, so we weren't there for a long time, and uh, our parents were like, well, "We'll just go tomorrow." Um, and then Anthony ruined the day by getting an, uh, his first asthma attack ever. I, I I don't know what happened. I guess it's just Alaska air is clear. Yeah, Dallas, shitty ass air <laughs> cost me my lungs. Um, so I'd love to just see a Osmosis Jones style movie of my lungs that time specifically because like this is like a buddy cop movie right mm-hmm. i want like a horror i want like uh, the happening in my lungs you know mm. but instead of air just like coming obviously i have asthma attack 
arrow just leaves and all of the um cells just like force themselves to die so that'd be fun (laughs) do you know what happened did you do some research on what happens to your body when you have an asthma attack so asthma is really it's just like uh overproduction of mucus and a constriction of your like lungs your lungs are just like Mm -hmm. tubes i think like bronchial Mm -hmm. i don't know something so it just constricts and a a bunch of mucus is produced so you can't breathe out of Mm -hmm. it and you just cough up a bunch of mucus so that'd be fun to see animated so who are the i don't know how much research you did about this but who are the main characters in this other than you uh definitely the mucus or it it could honestly be like ghostbuster style you know like the Mm. slimers are the mucus and like there's just people cleaning it up? Yeah. Maybe? Or, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would be something like that, where people just get squished because of my lungs. Who do you want to cast in this movie? Um, That's what I was getting at. Like, who are the main players who are going to play them? Like, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I think definitely... Well, I, I'd play myself. Yes. John Mulaney would be... The head mucus. Okay. And That's to play, perfect. to play. I think it would, my, there's some white blood cells in there. Yeah, right? some white blood cells. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, obviously. <laughs> okay, I don't know how to talk for sure. <laughs> I don't know. The only movie that's on my brain is Beautiful Boy because I saw that recently. I don't know. Okay. I can't. Oh, the mayor could be the mayor of. Oh, what would you be, though? What would they call you? Mark or Anthony? That's another thing. They'd probably call me Anthony. Mm. Maybe well, only the higher-ups right. can call you Anthony. But yeah. who's the mayor? Oh, oh. The mayor would probably be Sterling K. Brown. All of the, the cast that we we mentioned uh, oh, two okay. episodes yeah, yeah, ago yeah. would probably be in, in there. Def Patel would probably be... Um. Another mucus. I think uh, he'd be a good guy, no? I'd want to see him as a villain, though. Mm. Okay. So that that's my uh, movie. I don't know what it would be called. Bad Lung. Asthmatics. The Asthmatics. Those are um, the white blood cells that are in my lungs. A ruined day in Dallas or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I would want. I would want to see that. Partially just to learn. Sure, I don't know anything about is. asthma. Yeah, you don't know anything about asthma. Uh, like, I mean, the only thing I know is what I said. <laughs> I think you see the only thing I know is that I have it, <laughs> and it's like it's just. I, I think the the like comedic aspect would be that sometimes I just get asthma attacks out of nowhere. So it'd just be everyone mm-hmm. in my body complaining, like, "Why the hell is he having an asthma attack from like cooking or something?" Just ridiculous. Or you know, I mean. I, from cooking or there could be like a different aspect of it of um that they have oh this is kind of dark but they <laughs> they have like a because you have maybe it's the first time you have asthma so they're like well we this is something we didn't prepare for like we have a um you know we have a, a plan for flu we have a plan for the cold we have a plan for everything but asthma attacks that's something new and so maybe as you're adjusting to a person with asthma they're adjusting to 
um, you know, that like maybe some people, because your lungs are all <laughs> messed up, that's, they like, some people have to be, because it seems like people like live in people, you know, like the, the characters in this movie live in so many different parts of his body that like people, like your lungs are inhabitable, <laughs> you know, like that's kind of dark. Wastelands. But, they're the dead zone or something. Or they're like, <laughs> this is, this is so bad. Cause I keep remembering I'm talking about your body, but, <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, places in America where they're like, well, you can live here, but this is prone to landslides. So your entire house can be wiped out. So it could be like that where like maybe people are fooled into living in your lungs, but then they don't know that their houses can be just destroyed. You haven't seen Watchmen, right? Uh, not the show. No, no. Okay. Well, I won't mention it, but okay. that'd be really funny. I like this movie. This is turning out to be quite the movie. Yeah. I I, I think it's, especially watching it now, I didn't realize how, oh wait, I thought you were talking about Oswald Jones, but yes, your movie (laughs) would be good. Sorry. (laughs) No, the movie we made. So what would yours be? This is your future is your list. I'm listening, but like, I don't hear you. (laughs) No, it's I'm hear you, but I don't listen. But my movie would be, I don't, I, there's a few things I was thinking of, but I think the most the most recent one, and it kind of made me think of this when I was watching the movie because it is very like it's eerie how much um like COVID would play into this. I didn't have COVID, but I would want to do a movie about my experience getting the vaccine. Mm. Oh. Because um because like kind of like how I was like, they know it's going to happen. Like I, my, the players, the characters in my body know that it's going to happen, but we just don't know exactly how bad it'll be. And so especially too, I wonder, <laughs> this is going to sound strange, but I wonder what changes because obviously this guy had a virus and like this one, it's kind of like I had a virus, but it's the vaccine. So it's like, you know, just, I don't know what that would mean, but anyways, um, how mental illness plays into this. I, and a joke that I wrote was Osmosis Jones walks so Inside Out could run. Yeah. Because I, I think Inside Out is kind of that that uh, almost addendum to this movie. Yeah, exactly. Because it does, it kind of answers that question. I mean, it's not like not germs really, and though. stuff and brain stuff. Oh, you mean like a more physical, biological response to Mel? Yeah, like- because okay. Inside Out is about the emotions, right? right? But then how does that play into the physicality? Especially because um, at least my experience with mental illness has a lot to do with physicality. Right. Has a lot to do with like chemicals, but also my brain being built different. So like, does my body, just the inside of my body just looks different than other people's? Then how does that work into it is because I'm anxious all the time. Are the characters, my body anxious too, or is it only certain amount of them? Like, I wonder how that plays into it. But what made me think I, cause I was kind of on, like, I was like, had a a couple of options when you told me this, but what made me want to do this was, um, I'm going to talk about it in a little bit, but that guy that was like an undercover virus because he was a flu shot virus. Um, basically that, like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know a lot about how, sh- I guess I should have looked it up, but I don't know a lot about how shots work, but I know that because of how strong of a reaction I had, that there was a huge, like my 
immune system was fighting a, a big a big fight you know they were they were overcorrecting in how they were trying to exactly and i just wanted to see how that would go especially because like i mean i know i don't know i just don't know how vaccines really work <laughs> yeah especially because like the flu shot is different because it is like part of the flu but yeah. the, the, the covid vaccine is completely different it's like a whole different I've also process just, and i've also never had a reaction like this so i just want to know what happened in my body and like i think it'd be funny I, I guess it would be more of an action of like them trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and um yeah because it felt like that. It felt like there was a war going on in my body and it was just trying to like fix me. <laughs> um, and what I imagine is maybe there was like a reconstruction, like maybe there was a renovation of something. Like if there's a uh, a mayor's office, like maybe it's better now, like something like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe there was just a quarantine. Maybe that's what it was. Everything was just maybe. shutting down. <laughs> Yeah, or maybe there's a maybe the movie would be a power struggle between my my current immune system and whatever. I, I don't know if a vaccine it brings it brings something into you, right? So whatever oh, those sure. people are, like maybe there was a power struggle of who would be in charge because the new people are like, well, we we can make sure that she doesn't fucking die. Like she might get sick, but she's not going to die. And they're like, yeah, but I think we can handle that. And they're like, well, she didn't trust you to do it. So that's why she got a shot. You know, like that kind of thing. I like this. And maybe, maybe the mayor is like slightly anti-vax. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I don't know what's going to happen when we have these new guys come in. And so maybe too, there's like the first vaccine, which was fine. And then the, the people there are like, we'll work with you. We'll be, they've, we'll they've assimilated way better. Yeah. They're like, we won't take leadership roles, but we'll just like, you know, just build a department for us. And this new people are like, no, we're fucking changing everything where, you know, like it's a new management kind of situation. And there there's a struggle and the end is who won. And I don't know who, I mean, I haven't gotten six. I'm sure I'm assuming the new, new administration is better but yeah there's a quiet movie quite yeah, maybe it would be a, it would be a political um drama right but not in a maybe like a comedy though maybe like that movie the campaign with zach alfanakis yeah. and will ferrell That's that what I was thinking of. yeah like they're both not great at running my body <laughs> but like you gotta have one you know one of them catch, uh, punches a baby yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly. There you go. That's this pretty good movie. I like. I'd these. say so. Petition for uh, Osmosis Jones two COVID edition. Or asthma. Or asthma. There you go. Either or. What do you got? What do you got for us? All right, so we're just going to talk about the movie. I just did a deep dive of the movie itself. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing is one of my favorite fun facts I've ever found. I see, I feel like I say this a lot, but this is truly amazing. Um, so Warner Brothers feature animation, which made this movie, was in serious financial trouble during the film's production. <laughs> and in 2000, it came down to two options. Either greenlight another film by Brad Bird, who made the critically acclaimed film The Iron Giant, or this film... Warner Brothers or Warner executives chose this film over birds. And upon learning that Brad Bird got so mad that he took his film into Disney and Pixar instead. Um, that film would become the highly successful Incredibles. 
Wow. They passed on The Incredibles for Osmosis Jones. No offense to this movie, but what the fuck were they thinking? Anyways, whereas, so that film, obviously, we know exactly what happened to it. Um, Whereas this film bombed at the box office, was critically panned, and almost ultimately killed Warner Brothers feature animation. I don't know why. (laughs) I mean, it did have, what Sebastian brought to my attention, that I don't think I ever knew this, is that it had a spinoff show. Did you know that? Osmosis Jones? Yeah. I did not. A show called, I forgot what he said, it was like called Osmosis and Drix or something. Like the two main guys, the buddy cop, whatever, they had the show. Good for I've never seen it, but interesting, I guess. Um, all right. So, yeah, I'm just going to talk about the movie, go into some of the details, some of the references they have, talk a little bit about Thrax. Um, so that's what just we're going to do in this section. So first of all, this movie is just all in the details and the details that a kid that I think me, the last time I'd seen this movie, I probably was like a teenager. I couldn't really appreciate. Um, first being that Bill Murray is their God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they do this in a lot of ways. They show this in a lot of ways. Um, first, they say swear to Frank. Like every time they have some sort of reference to God, it's Frank, um, who's Bill Murray. Um, and then I don't know if you caught this statue, but they have a statue of a sperm cell um, <laughs> that can be seen, and it's labeled "Our Founder." <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> I forgot what part it is, but yeah, you can see that. It's kind of strange. Um, Yeah, and then another thing that, this isn't a fun fact I found, just something that I was thinking of, is how Frank is, I mean, he he is essentially their god, right? He determines everything that happens in this world. He helps the mayor expand by gaining weight. Um, I don't know if you remember his, like, comment that the mayor said, where he's like, well, we're working on, we are in construction on a a third chin or something like that. (laughs) Um, He builds in, he brings in reinforcements when he takes meds, so he's the reason that they have uh Drix there is because he took a cold med. Um and he unfortunately does also bring the virus into his body. So he is um he's responsible for everything that happens within this body. And another thing that I was thinking of, I guess a question that I had is what happens when he dies? I guess they died too. I don't know. They're very self-aware. Like um just that they're in a human's body. They're <clears throat> Like their whole purpose is to just keep him alive. Yeah. I feel like if if humans on Earth found out that they were just like in a dust particle off of some alien teenager's like shoe or whatever, we would uh, as a society we would crumble. But they're like thriving. I mean, yeah, that's all they know, though. That's true. But I guess when he dies, they die. <laughs> All right, so next let's talk about the references. There's many in this movie. First is something called the Wilhelm Scream. Have you heard about this? Yeah, it's in like a lot of movies, like tons, tons. Exactly. So it's heard when Thrax, after kidnapping Leah, hijacks a vehicle and throws out the driver. I think the driver is the one that screams. So the Wilhelm Scream is a stock sound effect that has been used in a number of films and TV series beginning in 1951 with the film Distant Drums. The scream is usually used when someone is shot, falls from a great height. So like in this movie, he falls from his car um, or is thrown from an, from an explosion. The sound is named after Private Wilhelm, a character in The Charge at Feather River, a, fif- a 1953 Western in which the character gets shot in the thigh with an arrow. 
This was its first use following its inclusion in the Warner Brothers Stock Sound Library. Although the charge at Feather River is believed to have been the third film to use the effect, the scream is believed to be voiced by actor Sheb Wooley, which is a great name. It's quite an iconic scream. Do you think you could do it? I I can't even remember what it sounded like. Really? It's like a... ah. In my brain, that sounded perfect, but I know it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Yeah. That's what you did. There you go. Maybe you can insert it right now. There you go. I'll uh, I'll actually do music to my ears. Beautiful. I loved it. <laughs> you actually what? Just put your scream into it? No, no, no. Put the scream over my scream so it'll sound like perfect. Like you did it? Yeah. Do just- it. All right. So the next one, which is this is kind of a rabbit hole that I went on went down into. Um, but earlier in the movie, Thrax is called La Muerte Roja, which is the red death. Which, from a germ that is unexplainably just speaks Spanish, I don't know why that happened. You're saying Telemundo. Yeah, very strange. (laughs) Um, So that is the name of the killer plague in Edgar Allan Poe's short story, The Mask of Red Death. I don't know if you read this. I I think I had to read this in English. No, I never never read it. Well, you don't have to because I'm going to tell you what happens, kind of. So The Mask of Red Death, originally published as The Mask of Red Death, a fantasy, is a short story by American writer Edgar Allan Poe, and it was first published in 1842. The story follows Prince Prospero's attempts to avoid a dangerous plague known as the Red Death by hiding in his abbey. He, along with many other wealthy nobles, hosts a a masquerade ball in seven rooms of the abbey, each decorated with a different color. In the midst of their revelry, a mysterious figure disguised as Red Death, as a Red Death victim, enters and makes his way through each of the rooms. Prospero dies after confronting this stranger whose costume proves to contain nothing tangible inside of it. The guests also die in turn. So this right. brought me to go down a very interesting rabbit hole that I'll go into a little bit later. But basically, while Poe was not a fan of this kind of symbolism, he his work does utilize color in a very interesting way. So blood emphasized through the tail, along with the color red, serves as a dual symbol, representing both death and life. This is emphasized by the masked figure. Never explicitly stated to be the Red Death, but only a reveler, reveler in the costume of the Red Death, making his initial appearance in the easternmost room, which is colored blue, a color most often associated with birth. And so the reason that I'll, I'll revisit this with my next, next topic, but the reason I wanted to include this is to keep in mind that Thrax is distinctly red while Osmosis is blue. True. And if you think about this too, the the red and blue is in a lot of movies, like in the matrix, which I'll talk about a little bit later um, with the red and blue pill. Uh, The other thing I could think about is a lot of posters. If you look at a lot of movie posters for a star Wars, especially, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's the good and evil is. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, The next is that the song that Thrax keeps humming throughout the movie is a song called fever by Peggy Lee. That was funny. Um, And in the climactic fight scene between Ozzy and Thrax, the camera briefly freezes and rotates around them. A la (laughs) the matrix. Um, This is a fun fact because Thrax is voiced by Lawrence Fishburne who played Morpheus. And it's also referenced within his own outfit. His outfit is similar to Morpheus's, which is 
a long coat, like a trench, a black trench coat, basically, and tiny little sunglasses. Yeah, sunglasses. <laughs> and he looks so goddamn cool, Thrax. Oh, yeah. Um, the last thing I thought was cool is whenever he visits the armpit, which is such a disgusting place. Um, it's very Godfather-esque, especially the guy that's in there, the fungus, whatever he is. Um, so they have the music that's playing in the background is the theme to The Godfather. I uh, I forgot how disgusting this movie was. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like... No, well, I, I, I knew exactly how disgusting it was. <laughs> I forgot. It was pretty gross. A lot of it. Like the pimple scene? Oh, the pimple, the throw up. Just disgusting. The egg. <laughs> yeah, the egg. Um, <clears throat> all right. And so let's let's close this topic by talking about... Oh, no. Not, we're not closing it, sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> let's talk about the, des- the design of Frank himself. Um, so this served in two ways. The first being it's a great way to create some really funny jokes. Um, so if you look at the background, they have a lot of really funny sight gags, which... Um, our signs mostly, um, some of them reading rectum, exit only, um, slow, sore throat, ulcer repair, and danger, open nerve. Those are just a few that I noted. Um, and in the original, oh, this is one that I think was cut, but in the original script, in the early cuts of the film, a scene was featured where Osmosis and Drix go to a place called Gonad's Gym. Um, and it involved them taking or talking to the exercising sperm cells. The scene was cut in order to stay family friendly. The Gonad Gym's logo does appear on Drix's suitcase during a scene in the police station locker room. <laughs> yeah, That's very funny. funny. Um, and the last thing is that the stomach is the arrival area. Um, and it has an emergency puke button, which we see during that puking scene, Gross. like you talked about. Um, yeah. So those are just a few things. And also, it's very accurate in a lot of ways. Um, first is when the mayor looks through Frank's eyes. I don't know if you noticed this, but there's floaters. So basically spots in his vision that look like black or gray specks or strings that drift across the eyes and are visible in the corners of his vision. I have floaters. I, I have a lot those. of them. Yeah, and so I never noticed this, but I just felt very seen with this detail. That's interesting. And lastly, it's something that we talked about. Um, when they need help to figure out what the fuck Thrax is up to, they go to a virus, and Drix is like, why are we going to this guy? Like, the, he's gross. Um, but Osmosis says, like, he's an undercover virus. He actually came from a flu shot. So that that was funny. Shout out. Shout out to flu. <laughs> lastly... Let's talk about Thrax himself. Um, So I want to talk about his plan, but also him as a virus. So although Thrax is considered to be a dangerous virus, it's never clarified throughout the film what type he is. The general consensus consensus that I found, although there's a lot of discourse in this, surprisingly, um, is that he is Scarlet Fever. Another thing that's interesting about his name is that he, he obviously sounds like Anthrax, um, I don't know a lot about anthrax, but I know it's very, it's highly deadly. Um, yeah. But the scariest part to me of this movie that I forgot is when he starts to reveal what his plan is. So the first mm. thing is when his, one of his followers is like very unimpressed. He's like, so we're just going to have him um, give him a sore throat and stuff. He knows like, what the fuck does, I don't understand. And he's like, well, like, yeah, but that's only the start of it. Like I want it to look like he has a common cold. Which just reminded me so much of COVID, which was so scary. Like how close it looks to 
the allergies, which is like common allergies, common cold, and then the flu. It's very then, terrifying. Bam. Out of nowhere. Exactly. Well, and then it not just out like, of nowhere, but it, it, the symptoms are out of nowhere. Same. Yeah. Yeah. They're so similar. And that's what was so scary about last year. I mean, this year too, but last year when we knew virtually nothing about it, just ha- like I have, I have really bad allergies. I know you do too. And so just every day I thought I had COVID just because of my allergies. Um, and then he reveals this fucking, I forgot about this necklace thing, these beads mm. that keeps track of all the people he's killed. And he even had a kid in there yeah. <laughs> and he was like bragging about it. Like it was fucking scary. Um, and he's also another, I guess, fun fact, but what kind of tracks with this is he's considered to be one of the most evil and nasty villains in the Warner Brothers animated franchise alongside both. How do you say that? Jacques, 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 there you go. Jacques and the evil entity from Scooby-Doo. Which, um, blah, blah, blah. But basically, well, so the well, reason that he, sorry? It, which is crazy because he's the tiniest. <laughs> exactly. But he does the most damage. But basically, unlike the other, well, the reason that he's considered the most dangerous or the most evil and nasty is because unlike the other villains, they do have some sort of redeeming qualities um, like, you know, Looney Tunes, I don't know what Mary Melodies is, but that's <laughs> listed. And also DC, like some, t- these have some sort of, uh, not only redeeming qualities, but they also have some sort of comedic traits. He has none of these. He's purely evil. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And that's just the end of my deep dive of Osmosis Jones and how it made me really doing all of this made me like it a little bit more. Of course, as yeah. it has nothing about redeeming qualities, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's a very I, technical movie if you think about it. I, I love this movie so much, and it just this one. This isn't the first time we've talked about a two thousands movie, mm-hmm. but it just I want to give an ode to two thousands animated films. There are so okay. many out there. I just want to highlight some that are the greatest of all time. I mean, we of course, we have Osmosis Jones. Mm-hmm. We have robots that we've covered. We have Over the Hedge. Are you kidding me? Over the Hedge? I think I've, I've seen it like once, maybe. Ridiculous. Monsters vs. Aliens, which we've covered. Mm-hmm. Meet the Robinsons. If you can think of any, too. But I'm just going to start naming some because these okay. are my favorite. <laughs> uh, back at the Barnyard with us. Shrek, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, Can't forget. SpongeBob, that, that one... That's I, all of these are my childhood, and that's why I feel like they're <laughs> my favorite. Yeah, just that nostalgia, but also give me any decade of animated movies, the 2000s would wash them out immediately. 2010s, yeah. the 90s, like I know I trashed on 90s, late 90s rom coms, so I have to give mad props to 2000s early 2000s animated films. Wow. Wally. I mean, there's so many. I could go on and on. Happy Feet is like Chicken Little. Oh my goodness. I'm going to there Are there any movies? <laughs> I need a moment. Are there any movies that have come close to that? Like from, recent ones? From recent memory? No. no. I mean, Soul is good, but it just it's just hard to beat 
that like childhood i'm looking at more shark tale like there is there will never be another shark tale what do you think the what's the element that what is the one thing that you think keeps it keeps those at your top tier like what it there has to be something about those right is it the type of animation? Is it the type of stories they were telling? I think it's the it's the type of stories. And maybe maybe if they did it now, it would just kind of be overplayed because these were the blueprint. Mm-hmm. But it's just like a, it's just a mix of. So are you saying that Osmosis Jones is better than Inside Out? A hundred percent. Oh, it, it's the blueprint. I, I okay, said but it, that doesn't mean it's better though. It walked so Inside Out could run. But yes, it is better. It's more disgusting. It's funnier. Sure. Okay. It didn't talk did about it mental health. It did. How beautiful it is. There's, mm-hmm. It's just it's just hard to be... I, I mean, a large part of it is because I grew up watching these. But it's just the comedy mixed with like just the feel-good aspect of it. You know? The cast is good, too. The what? Solid, the solid cast in these 90s movies. Oh, yeah absolutely ridiculous i want you to do you know that tiktok trend where that guy's like what's your fave what's your favorite historical domino effect you should do <laughs> osmosis jones, jones to something out. yeah <sighs> well you? i mean i even animated like batman beyond this is just i had a flushed away which i made you watch oh my god which you can agree is i uh, made you laugh <laughs> once up. literally once I, it made me laugh how could i forget <laughs> surf's up there you go. Yeah, incredible. Did I say Incredibles? The one that mm-hmm. moved to Disney instead of Warner Bros. I mean, I could go on go. and on, but I, I think I think just go watch all of these movies. Just perfect. <laughs> all right. Do you want to wrap up with mine? Let's this do is it. my this might be just me talking at you, but if you have any sort of thing to add. Go for it. Then you go for it. Okay. So we're gonna talk about the psychology of color in film specifically. Um, and sometimes a color is just a color. I just want to say that like, just because a director, whoever puts a certain color in a film doesn't mean that it actually means something. Um, but it can most of the time be used intentionally to tell the audience what they should be feeling or to just set a scene. Um, and most of the meanings do depend on the context that they're being used in, but here are some examples, um, based on generally what these colors mean so first red red is intense it shows anger and danger like the scene in ex machina where ava cuts out the power to tell um i forgot the guy's name but to basically ask him for help caleb yes to ask caleb for help um it can also show passion like when theo twombly wears a red shirt to express that he's in love in her that's all of red um orange is warmth it's the bonfire that you can almost feel when you watch a portrait of a lady in, on fire. It can also be the emptiness, like the desert road in Mad Max or when Matt Damon gets left behind on Mars and has to start a new world. Um, yellow is happiness and relaxation. It can also be idyllic, like two children running away from home to start a new life on the beach in Moonrise Kingdom. There you go. Um, a thing about... Uh, what the hell is his name? Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson. <laughs> is he uses a lot of these colors. I think we talked about this when we talked about Wes Anderson, but to me, a lot of his color or a lot of his movies have certain colors like Fantastic Mr. Fox is orange to me, you know, like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. 
Um, green is a new beginning. So like when Sandra Bullock lands on Earth in gravity, but it can also be the chosen color of evil, like Maleficent or Voldemort, who must be who must not be named. Blue is introspection. It's Truman walking up the stairs to figure out what kind of life he wants to live. It's Juan teaching Chiron how to swim in and out of the ocean. Uh, and then pink, lastly, there's a lot of other colors, obviously, but these are the only ones that I had examples for. Pink is femininity. It's wearing pink on Wednesdays, Wednesdays just because you can. It's Jay's purity in It Follows as she struggles to rid herself of the monster that follows her day and night. So all these colors have such specific meanings and I guess connotations when you put them in movies. And the big example of that is I sometimes I research some of these, but for most of them, when I saw green is a new beginning, then I knew exactly what example I should be pulling from. So that's a very interesting thing about movies and something that you should look at the next time you watch a movie is the specific colors that they're choosing and how they're trying to, for lack of a better term, manipulate you into feeling a certain way when you're watching a movie. So there you go. This movie, what do you think, Anthony? I mean, it is very, especially in animated movies, it, it's very distinct in its usage of red and how every time he touches something, it turns from whatever color it is into a, a red, like in his dream. The dream is like a kind of like an orange tint, right? It's like a yellowish orange tint. And right. then as soon as he gets into the frame, it turns more red. And that's when Osmosis knows that he's still alive. So colors are so big in especially animated movies or inside out whenever every single emotion has a specific color associated with it it's just so many fun ways to to use colors and it can be overwhelming when you're making a movie to think of these specific colors because there's so many things that you can be doing but i think when you break it down into its most simple parts it's easy to make a movie that works for you and that works for the story you're trying to tell yeah, yeah, it just kind of follows into place. Yeah. There you go. What a great movie. I'm glad I made myself watch it. Made us all watch it. Hmm. <laughs> Chill out a little bit. All I, wanna, all I know is I want to go to that Wing Festival. Another I know, fun they fact. never made it. Another fun fact, though, is that that never existed until after this movie. Oh, so it exists now? Yeah, because of the movie. <laughs> Right on. There you go. You're, you know math. Do the do the possibilities or whatever he says. What the hell? <laughs> what? Because he's like 98 types of wings, 128 oh, yeah. sauces. <laughs> You're good at math. It's an infinite amount of possibilities. There you go. Infinite Ugh, that, made me think, that made me think of his ingrown toenail. Oh. All right. <laughs> That's a perfect way to close this. And cut to the family tree. All right. Who do you got? I have Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> God damn you. I got Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. All right. Five minutes on the clock. Let's go. Okay. So I I could, I came up with nothing. <laughs> so the only thing I had was uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Matrix, Keanu Reeves. And then I was going to go Keanu Reeves, Randall Park. With always Ooh. be my maybe, same. I, or I was I, going to, but I couldn't get Greg Kinnear. Like I knew I was going to use either Tina Fey or Amy Poehler and Baby Mama, but I hadn't. It was going to take way too long to get. I was going to do like Wandavision, 
Oh, you could parts. do what you could also. Oh yeah, I bet I could do that. Or Ant Man. Oh, I could have easily. I you just, can do it I, right now. Do it right now. Okay, Randall Park is in Ant Man with with uh, Paul Rudd. Uh huh. And Paul Rudd is in Parks and Recreation <laughs> with Amy Poehler. Uh huh. Um, who is in Baby Mama with Greg Kinnear? How much is that? How many is that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write it down. Hold on. Uh, Ant Man. So Paul. wait. Okay, oh, okay. Lawrence Fishburne, Keanu Reeves. That's one. That's one. Matrix. Uh, Keanu Reeves, Randall Park, Always Be My Baby, S2. Randall Park, Ant-Man with Paul Rudd, three. Paul Rudd, Amy Poehler, Parks and Rec, that's four. Amy Poehler, Greg Kinnear, Baby Mama, five. Ooh, I have it in four, yeah. if I did it correctly. Damn you, bro. <laughs> All right. There's one I, I need you to check. But Lawrence Fishburne is in The Matrix with Keanu Reeves. That is that is true. This is when I need you to check. Keanu Reeves is in John Wick 3. I don't know if that has a subtitle. I think it does. Let is there look. a John Wick 3? There is. Can you... Well, it, it is the third is there, part of John Wick, but there's like... John Wick Chapter 3. Okay. Is it? You, there's another part to it. Chapter three. after that? The Reckoning. Yeah, I don't know. It. Okay. But I think, I also don't even know if this guy's in it, but I think Jason Manzoukas is in it. Or is he in two? Oh, I don't see him. He might be in two. I probably fucked this up. You probably won. Dang. I think I did. I think Jason Manzoukas is in one of them. Maybe he's in two. Um, not seeing him in any. Oh no, he is in John Wick Three. Let me see. He's in, okay. Yeah, he's in, what is it called? Chap- John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum. Oh my god, that's why. Just John Wick Three. Why not? Okay, anyways. Well, I, it would have worked if I got that correctly, but so John Manzook, Jason, John, Jason Manzukas is in Parks and Rec with Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler is in Baby Mom with Greg Kinnear. Wait, I didn't even get mine right either. What do you mean? Randall what did Park you say? Isn't in Ant Man. He's not in Ant Man. What is he in? The Wasp and whatever? Ant Man. No, he's in, I think, Avengers, one of the Avengers. He's not an Ant-Man? He's an Ant-Man. He is. Not not in the first one, I don't think. (laughs) Probably suck. Ant-Man, maybe in the the Wasp? I'm looking at Randall Parks. Yeah, so am I. I uh, (laughs) He's an Ant-Man in the Wasp. Damn, he's not an Ant Man. He's an Ant Man in the Watch. Wow. The second one. Dang, you suck. Dang, we need a tiebreaker. All right. I think lost. last time we asked uh, Sebastian, so we can ask Kayla. Okay. Let me go get her. I don't know where she is. 
Or I can call somebody. Huh? Oh, man. You could have done They Came Together. Whatever. I'll be right back. All right. Okay, so I have consulted our producer. And uh, she has chosen Anna Kendrick. Oh, my God. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and say... Wait, wait, write it down. Oh, I wrote my down already. Very fast with it. Fuck. God damn it. Think about it. Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect 2. Pitch Perfect 3. I knew knew there was no way you were going to get Parabellum. Yeah. Okay. All right. I chose mine. Same. I said 33. Ooh, I said 34. Oh. Okay, Anna. I'm scared. Are you going to look it up? Yeah. You can look it up too if you want. Oh, dang. How old is she? She's 35. Wow. Fuck you. That was close, though. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, August 9th, 1985. Wow. What, what am I watching, I guess? Huh. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say Tenet, but no, because you're already going to watch it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> I double dog. Um. Okay. Do you want an older or a newer movie? Or older or not newer as in it came out this year, but like. Uh, it's older. All right. You're going to watch The Bodyguard. Okay. So Whitney Houston, Kevin Costner. I feel like you don't have a lot of knowledge about romantic movies. Sure. I was going to say comedy, but it's not really a comedy. And I don't know. I just, I need you to see more. Okay. Fair enough. But I think you'll like this one. It's got some good music, good story. It's a classic. I guess I should, I could have chosen it for um, one of our movies, but I'm not. And that brings me to our, my pick of the week. Yes. What is it? All right, so we're going to watch one that um, our sister has been requesting probably since we started this podcast, but um, we're going to watch another classic that neither of us have seen called A Clockwork Orange on Netflix. We've heard quite a bit about it. Excited to watch it. I I truly, I've heard some stuff about it, but I have no idea what it's about. Me neither. Yeah, excited to finally see it. See what the hype is about and if cool. it's real. That's Clockwork. it. That's perfect. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.